you feel like you'd love to have more confidence before you offer a specific product or service, then this episode is for you because I'm going to give you the five things that you can do to increase your confidence before you make that offer. You're listening to the Dynamic Women podcast. Each week, you'll be inspired by our global community of women. They'll share with you tools and stories to help you be dynamic in every area of life. He's your host, award-winning coach, and the CEO and founder of Dynamic Women, Diane Ralston. Hello, lovely Dynamic Women, and welcome to the Dynamic Women podcast. I am Diane Rolston, your host, and today... Yeah, we're going to talk about the five things you can do to increase your confidence about a product or a service offer. Now, this comes from a previous episode that I did where I talked about how you don't need to prove yourself to everyone before you make an offer. But if you're still feeling like, you know, I'd like to do a few steps before I make an offer, then this episode is going to talk about these things that you can do. You don't have to do all five You don't have to do any of them if you don't want to, but it gives you at least some knowledge about the things you can do if you want to elevate your confidence before you make that offer and potentially making a better offer. So a lot of times before I offer a new product or service and just in my business in general, I do market research and I often start with a SWOT analysis, right? I'm going to look for what are my strengths, my weaknesses, my opportunities, and the threats to me uh, in my business. But you can also do this with a product or a service, right? What are the strengths of this product or service? What are the weaknesses? What are the opportunities? And what are the threats to that product or service as well as competitors? You know, this will also help you when you move into market research and start asking people what they need. It'll help you to understand your target audience, their needs, their wants much better. And side note, it might also move one of these people helping you with market research, you might be able to move them into one of your customers because you're going to give them exactly what they're wanting. Another thing under this umbrella of conducting market research or doing your research is that it'll help you identify potential competitors. Also, key thing here, gaps in the market, right? Gaps in the market that your product or your service can fill. That's how I started Dynamic Women, uh, the Dynamic Women group used to be called Dynamic Women in Action, is because I was out networking and I was so sick of surface level, pressure-based, sales-driven networking, where it was just about that, like, either that quick flip over of like, oh, can I make you a customer? And if I can't, I have no use for you, where there was no relationship building. I saw there was a huge gap that needed to be filled. And so I offered the Dynamic Women Networking Group. Also, by doing research, it's going to help you to be able to refine your product, your service. Why though? To better meet the needs of your target market. Not to refine it to make it perfect per se, but to just give them exactly what they're looking for. So research is one way that you can increase your confidence and provide a better product or service. Gathering feedback is the second piece, right? So you can go to potential customers, so not just market research, but potential potential customers and gather feedback from them. And it can help you understand how do they perceive this product, this service that I'm going to offer? 
Also, you can identify at that point any issues, any concerns that they have about it and make improvements before you launch. Also in that previous episode, I talked about how we don't have to offer free. We don't have to offer beta, right? And that we shouldn't fully develop a product, a a service, like a course until we kind of start to jump into it and offer it and make sure there's a need for it. So this will allow you by gathering feedback to be able to start kind of earlier and to get that feedback. You know, I I had a course where I was developing it fully and when I launched it, no one bought it. And that's because the name was wrong. The name made people feel intimidated. And instead, I, I thought it would give them permission to not have that trouble, but instead it evoked that limiting belief in them. And so just by a simple name change, I was able to have a better course that sold. The only problem is I'd already recorded a bunch of the stuff. And so I had to go and re-record things, which was really annoying. But gathering feedback would have really helped me to make this improvement. You can do this in many different ways, surveys, focus groups, and Okay, yes, you can do a beta version, but let's not call it beta version. Let's just reach out to people and say, hey, I'm going to offer this course, this program and this you know, service or whatever to a small group of customers. I'm inviting you before I offer it to the general public. I did this with the Dynamic U program the very first time and I had 25 women pay to be in the program, right? Invest to be in the program where I got paid and they got results. Now, is the program better now that I've run it? I don't know few dozen times? Of course. Of course it is. Did they invest less money than people do now? They did. So I think that was a complete win-win. The third thing you can do is to test your product or service. Now, when you're testing them, you want to make sure you're testing it in real world conditions. So if you're going to test a course or test a product, make sure it's with who is actually going to be the end user. So with my courses, um, actually, I'll share about when I first started coaching, I offered 30 sample sessions in 30 days so that I could get better at just kind of coaching on the fly. And what I said to people was, I don't want you to say yes to this if you feel bad for me, if you don't really want the coaching session, but you want me to help, you want to help me reach my goal. I don't want you to be part of it. That's not real world for me. I want the people who are actually going to use it, not just family or friends or people that would never pay for it, right? So try to find the right people to test it in the right conditions, because that way you're going to really be able to identify any issues, any bugs, make any improvements before launching. Even just to like have someone go through your course and just check that all the links and everything are working is is crucial. It can also include conducting like tests on, is this usable? Like, does it actually work? You can run a pilot program if you wanted. Just offer it to a small group of customers before you make it public, get the feedback, make the changes, and then put it out there for real. Number four, this is oftentimes something that people don't do, even though it makes sense that you would do this, even if you're going to offer a course pretty quickly, is to develop a marketing plan. When you have the right marketing plan, it's going to help you to reach that intended audience, your number one primary audience of clients. It'll help you also to get the right interest in your product or service. If you're just going to throw it out there and hope that people find it and buy, that's probably not going to happen. And that's going to kill your confidence. So some pieces that you're going to want to have in your marketing plan are, what are the key messages that you want to put out there? Also, you want to develop some marketing materials. 
Maybe it's social posts, videos, landing pages, website. Maybe it's printed materials. You also want to have a plan for reaching your potential customers through things like advertising, social media, through organic or through paid avenues, as well as all the other channels that are out there. And when someone asks me, which way should I market this? I'm like, write them all down and then pick as many as you want. You might want to only do one way. I know some people that only do Facebook ads, some people who only offer from stage, some people who only do podcast interviews. My feeling is why not do as much of these, as many of these different options as you can, right? Do all of them so that you can bring the required or your ideal number in. It's much easier when you have different ways to market it, to bring the clients in, that will increase your confidence rather than just trying to put all your eggs in one basket. And the last piece to build your confidence, the last of the five ways around offering a product or service is to have a team, right? Build a strong team. They can help you to execute the putting together of the product or service, the offer. They can also help to address any issues, any concerns that arise. I am so grateful that I have my two main virtual assistants, Christine and Carissa, who help me to put things out there. I can be more confident because I don't, not necessarily that great at building landing pages, email sequences, all these things. I can do them all. Do I want to do it? No, I want to stay in my own lane, which is things like talking on podcasts, having my own podcast, speaking from stage, running events, doing sales calls. These are the things that I want to do and having my team be able to do that and have you have a team that can do that is great. Also, it might mean that you hire experienced professionals. You know, I have a business advisor. I have a speaker business coach. I have other professionals around me who provide different expertise in different areas, especially when I'm going to offer a product or a service. Things they can help with might be product development, marketing, customer service. It might just be mindset. (laughs) I know that when the episode that I mentioned before about how you don't have to prove yourself to everyone, you know, mindset is a real thief, a real thief of action. And sometimes it's clarity on what to do. So clarity, getting into confidence and having action around the thing you're doing. Sometimes you just need someone there to do the coaching piece to kick your butt and to keep you accountable to be moving things along. So I just gave you five different things that you can do to increase your confidence when you're doing a product or a service offering. One is conducting research, two, gathering the feedback, three, testing your product or service, four, developing a marketing plan, and five, build a strong team. So take these steps, you know, take these steps. It can't hurt. You can do all of them. It can increase your confidence and make your product or service even better when you make your offer. So it can help you be better positioned for success when you're making your launch. So which one are you going to do? All of them, some of them, one of them, or none of them? Let me know. And I'm encouraging you, if you have an, a different topic that you would like me to answer, to share more about, to talk through, then send my team an email, team at dianerolson.com and let them know what it is. 
If you haven't yet, hit subscribe, share this with a friend, and write us a review. We'd love to hear what you think about our podcast. And when you do so, please take a screenshot and also send that to my team, team at dianerolson.com, with your mailing address so that we can send you a little something special in the mail. Until next time, everyone, stay dynamic. Bye. Thank you, Dynamic Women, for joining us today. Please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Who do you know who needs to hear our message? We'd love it if you'd share our channel with your friends and family. If you're ready to be more dynamic, have more balance and more success, head over to www.dynamicwomenclub.com forward slash free gift for your key to success book. Stay dynamic.